1: Welcome back to the Seven Five O. 0 I am your O, Ochoa. He is your 7-5, two-time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer, and taking the 7-5-0 on the road, it seems. The one and only Tony Casillas, TC. What up?
0: Uh, I'm doing great. By the way, Buenos Dias, uh, R.J. I saw that you're doing uh, some hits in Spanish now, and it made me think about how interesting that would, do, would be for you and I to do uh, all Spanish uh, podcast, but that's not going to happen because uh, it wasn't cool being brown when I was growing up. But nevertheless, it's great to be with you this morning, brother.
1: Well, I appreciate that. Um, quickly, I know uh, you're writing a book currently about your life growing up. And so that's something um, I'm excited to read. And, and I'm sure everybody else will be as soon as um, as the time comes. Um, you mentioned it. I am working on my Spanish. I'm, I'm about 85% fluent. I understand more than I can speak. Um, I always tell people like, if, if you, if somebody dropped me off in the middle of Mexico, I would survive. You know what I mean? Like I, I know enough to like survive. I would sound kind of dumb sometimes. Uh, but my goal is, is to create some, some content to do some shows, some videos, some podcasts in Spanish. Um, so that's what I'm working towards. What's, I don't even know what's your fluency. Are you totally fluent? <laughs>
0: no, no. <laughs> okay. I, I, I... Well, and that's and you mentioned the book that I'm writing. Hopefully, I'll, uh, it'll be released sometime in the fall. Hopefully, Hispanic Heritage Month. Got a long way to go, but uh, it wasn't. No, I. When you said drop me off somewhere in Mexico, you could probably drop me off at a resort where I could say Quiero la cerveza. Nice. Uh, but but that's uh, you know it's different. It's very difficult uh, when you you don't grow up in and speak it uh, and practice it. It's very hard. And I've really tried to do it to self teach myself. And it's very difficult. But uh, again, I think that's tremendous what you're taking on. 85% uh, it, it, being bilingual is just a, a trait to have. So uh, now it would be a total train wreck if you and I did a broadcast.
1: <laughs> well, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> um, 85% is maybe a little bit um, of too high of a grade for the Cowboys as far as their free agency moves, at least in the eyes of Cowboys fans. Uh, Tony, we're recording on Tuesday morning, uh, and, and Tony is is rounding about, uh, so we're going to get out of here a little bit earlier than usual, just so everybody knows. Um, Monday afternoon, actually about 5 o'clock, the Cowboys finally got it done. I think the move that most people have been happiest to see so far this free agency period, uh, the Cowboys agreed to terms on a two-year $10 million deal with safety J. Ron Kurse um the irony here is that curse was one of those like who is he dudes from a year ago he played very well for the cowboys under dan quinn one of the best safeties they've had um you know since whoever you want to say you know people always go to to your buddy darren woodson but you could throw out roy williams ken hamlin was a nice safety uh if if you're just kind of generalizing um and so Jaron curse is coming back you know does that make you happy it made a lot of people happy
0: well, I think a lot of people again. It seems like they get a little bit out of proportion when it comes to signing a free agent, and and I got a question to ask him. I'll put you on the spot, but uh, you know, I think when you look at Jaron, you look at his how he's developed. I mean, he really coming in the season this last year was more expected to be on the special teams, and so to be able to be the guy, it ultimately became the play caller on defense, and really just kind of earned his way into the league and earned his contract. And I think the confidence that Dan Quinn obviously has in this play, those are the guys you want to try to take care of more or less and bring those free agencies back and free agents back. And and so I think it was something that they had to have. Not not only is he a tremendous leader and he kind of showed what he can do, uh, I think sometimes we kind of look at potential too much. And, you know, I think that he has uh, his ceilings a lot higher on him. Uh, but I really think that this is a guy they had to really try to you know, resign and bring him in, and, and the guy is very grateful, and so he's got another opportunity to really make something good happen. And again, as I mentioned, he's a tremendous leader, and not only that, he had a he had a great year last year. Where he had two interceptions, and uh, just again for a guy that was re- regarded as a special teams guy, they ultimately end up being the starter and the leader on defense. Those are what those guys get rewarded for, and I think that the, I think people, especially cowboy nations, should feel pretty confident about that.
1: I agree. Um, I am very interested, though, to see what the fan reaction to him is. It's one thing when you deliver over expectations, which is what Jaron did last year. No, like I said, nobody knew who he was. Everybody was kind of like, who is this guy? Whatever. Just some journeyman. I mean, he's really young. It's re- real weird to call him a journeyman. But um, so the fact that he was really good, you know, is, is, is like this, you know, delivery, you know, this over delivery on the expectation. But now now everybody is putting him in this like and again, I'm not trying to, to you know, uh, speak ill of Jaron curse. I'm a fan. Uh, but now everybody has these high expectations for him. So if he if he isn't this like massive baller, uh, it will be interesting to see if people start to turn on him. You said you had a question. Uh, I'm very excited about this. What is the, the question you have for me?
0: Well, the question is, is that I think sometimes we get caught up in having to go out and sign a big name free agent. And I think this is when I when this question is going to pertain more to the guys that they had to resign that became free agents. When you look back, because I know when you look at social media and people are just losing their minds and the whole Randy Gregory uh, whatever however you want to look into that, more dramatized and they, I just you you look historically the Cowboys going out and let's say the last three or four or five years to go out and sign like a big name free agent. Mm-hmm. Now, what kind of grade would you give them when it comes to that? Because or my question is more, who have they signed that you really think that they've gone out of their way and really needed to prove themselves, you know, the Cowboys organization prove themselves? Uh, there really hasn't been a, a big name for agents that they've done in, in their past. So I guess my question is, why does the expectation, why is the ceiling so high now because of the Cowboys haven't done anything by, as far as getting a big name? Why are people so disappointed at having this knee, knee-jerk reaction?
1: So I'm going to try and speak for most of the fan base here, at least the fan base that I, whose opinions I see a lot. There are people who feel different ways. You're right. You know, there's some people who are totally satisfied with what's happening, but, but this is how I think most people would respond to that question. I don't think anybody is surprised. I think that there's a difference between being surprised and being frustrated, and I don't think anybody is surprised. I think you, you said it. I, honestly, for the last decade, we've talked about this a lot, Brandon Carr was the last, you know, sort of big name free agent. The Cowboys did bring in Greg Hardy 7 years ago, but that was a very different thing. He was only available for a horrible reason and the Cowboys went down that path. Uh, but again, not not your, you know, kind of classic big name free agent. But we are a long way removed from, you know, the Deion Sanders of the world, the, the Terrell Owens. I mean, that, you know, this And I think a lot of like national people still think that's who the Cowboys are. Like you, you watch a national show, they'll be like, oh, Jerry will sign whoever. And that's just not who they are. They're super cheap. They're super frugal. Um, They're super cost effective. Uh, They believe that that's what's going to yield a winning product. And to their credit, they're, you know, coming off a 12 and five season. But six of those wins were against a crummy NFC East. And so I think the frustration stems from a place of, this formula is not working what well, what you're doing it, this you know it's 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 allowing you to tread water cool you know you're going to win the NFC east cuz it's terrible but you're not improving. That the roster is weaker, and what's more is they they did all of these other things, right? They traded away Amari Cooper. They re, you know had struck a new deal with Demarcus Lawrence. Thought about releasing him. They cut Lyle Collins, uh, which and that cap savings doesn't even come till June. They did all of these things in the name specifically of creating salary cap space to you know keep their own guys. Whatever they missed out on, Randy Gregory. You mentioned that that's water under the bridge. You don't have to relitigate that whole situation, but it's like. So then what are you doing this for? Like what what do you what what is where is where is this shoe going to drop? Like what are you creating this salary cap space for? If they had landed Randy Gregory, then there is this answer, right? There's this okay, you did this so that that could happen. And that didn't happen. And then you would have thought that once they missed out on Randy Gregory, again, because of everything that happened, whatever, that they would have said, OK, we didn't get Randy Gregory. That plan fell through. Now we're going to pivot. We're going to look towards Von Miller. Granted, Von got stupid paid, whatever. Some people don't want to do that. Maybe they still wind up with Darius Smith. They didn't get Chandler Jones. Yes, they got Dante Fowler. But then even that frustrates people because, OK, the, the selling point to Dante Fowler is, Here he comes from the Atlanta Falcons, and I know a a certain defensive lineman who joined the Cowboys after being with the Atlanta Falcons, by the way. I'm talking to him right now. But it's, okay, well, Dante Fowler has this history with Dan Quinn. That's why we're bringing him in. Okay, well, if you're all about dudes who have a history with Dan Quinn, where's Bobby Wagner? Like, that's the dude everybody wants to see because you need that help at linebacker if Mike is going to be rushing the passer more. So, like, everything they're doing is sort of half done right now, And, and I think people are just kind of waiting for the other half to start to materialize.
0: And, and and look, I understand that. And maybe I didn't frame the question to you about the ability to go out there and just frivolous go out there and spend on free agents. But my point is that unless it's a quarterback, a free agent quarterback is a guy you bring in. You really don't the dividends you really don't see as much over the past in across a board in an ask maybe Von Miller that was more of a trade, but. I just think that sometimes we get more, we get overworked for what they haven't done and what they're going to maybe do and get, and look, I, I think everyone's frustrated with what they've done. And, and I mentioned this last week on our podcast. That I think it's more about what ha- did happen last year with the, uh, just the high expectations and mm-hmm. low return on what they did. Uh, and you mentioned LaVarria La- Smith, you know, that was the same thing. You saw what happened with him in Baltimore. Right, And people think, like, well, we need to go out and sign with him. Well, he didn't play last year, but the two years before, he had what, 11 and a half sacks, two and a half sacks. So the guys, and I love the guy when he was at Green Bay. I mean, sure. fact, he kind of he got this uh, contract remorse when he started seeing probably what Von Miller was making and all these guys making stupid money. your point about Bobby Wagner seems like we have this conversation all the time. Bobby Wag- Wagner, as much as he loves Dan Quinn, is not going to play for free. Right. And he's not going to give him like, okay, I'm going to pay for less money to come and play for you. No, no, no. He's going to go out there and he's going to go the the, the you know, the highest bidder uh, and, and the opportunity that really feels comfortable. So unless you're willing to go out there and just freaking just this, at the time the Cowboys didn't have a whole lot of, they didn't have any money to go out on the free. Aid. I mean, granted they do now. I just think sometimes that we expect too much about what they need to do. And, and it and, and really just kind of take a, a, a deep breath. And and look, the Randy Gregory is kind of is section of the norm. That was just kind of a quirky deal. I mean, I blame sure. that on both sides, okay? Right. Um, but you know, to me, that's when I step back and I take a deep breath, I'm like, come on, and you look at the history of the free agency, especially well, with the cowboys. This is this is their path, RJ.
1: Right. And I think so. I think it's also that they've I guess what it comes down to is they've lost the benefit of the doubt for people, right? Especially with the way last season went, like they had this great season, whatever, then they just come the same old thing, right? So they've lost the benefit of the doubt, no matter what they do, you know, you, you are what you are until you aren't. And so for people, it's like, this is, this is the same old crap and the same old crap's going to yield the same old results. And that's how they feel. And until those results are different, you know what I mean? Like they've lost that benefit of the doubt. And so you mentioned Bobby Wagner and you said, he's not going to play for free. Totally agree with you. He's probably going to go to the highest bidder. And I'm not a proponent for like spend whatever it takes. That's not my argument here. But again, what you're doing is not working. And so I, I, okay, you know, how many times have you gone shopping in your life, Tony, whether yourself or with your wife, probably 5,000 times, right? For different something, whatever You've, you have, how many times you actually, I'll put it this way how many times you bought a car probably a hundred times in your life, Bought a car, I got to go buy a car this weekend. I am dreading it. Um, this kid, man. This kid just is like a money sucker, man. Like I, all these things we got to do for this, this to keep this thing alive. It's just ridiculous. But anyway, I get, uh, I
0: get, I get car anxiety every time I have to go and buy a car. I hate, right. I hate that.
1: So, but buying a car is like the most painful process. Cause you have to like negotiate. You have to go back and forth, whatever. And so like, th- this isn't the exact same thing, but I get the point I'm trying to get to is there are no free agents who are young who are supremely talented and who will play for cheap that that <laughs> that does not exist you know what I mean like and the Cowboys seem to think like you know well he, like we can find that no you can't like there's no young awesome dude who's gonna play for nothing that just does not exist the the dude and like I'm actually I've, I've tried like three different analogies. This is the perfect one. I remember seeing this, um, this graphic. It was like a meme when I was in college and it was a triangle. And it said, when you're in college, you can only have two of these three things. One was a social life. The other was good grades. And the other was enough sleep at night. You can't have all three. You can only have two of those. And so in the same way, if a player is available, it's for a reason, right? He's either not super talented or he's not super young. And you have to, like, square that with yourself. You have to say, okay, well, we have to pay him this because he's still talented, but he's a little bit older. You can't say, like, well, we don't want to pay him this because he's older, but he's still really talented. Like, no, like, you, you can't change the math of that. Does that make sense? And so Bobby Wagner is really talented. Yes, he's older. I realize he's not as young as you would like him to be. He's not, you know, peak prime Bobby Wagner, but he can come in and help your football team. And you've been saving all these dollars, you know, through this whole process. Why not spend it now? And I think that's the, like, you know, get off, get off the couch vibe. People want to like scream at the team.
0: I, I think that I think for me, and maybe some of the former players that have played and back in the the heyday when you know, the Cowboys were uh, a factor, You know, winning Super Bowls and championships and all that that goes along with it. I think now, I think some people get this perception: the Cowboys look at other players in the league and for agency. Said so you ought to you ought to be honored to come play for us or be privileged to come totally. play for the Dallas Cowboys, and I think that that kind of gets in their way sometimes because totally. guys are look look at yeah if you win the NFC East but look what have you done what's gonna perpetuate? how's that gonna perpetuate into something where the big picture, and I'm not gonna go to an organization now. I mean, do I want to have the this uh, persona the Jerry Jones persona and the star persona and get more. Social media follows, and again, every time we talk about the Jalen Smith syndrome, right? And I think that that's kind of what, to me, I don't know if I'm not, I can't speak for what the organization is, but I think sometimes they think, oh the guy, yeah, guys are going to come here and play for less. Well, if you're if you just come off a Super Bowl title, yeah, I would think about going there and like, yeah, we got a chance, we're close to winning the Super Bowl, but it's not like that. And I think sometimes they're in denial when it comes to that.
1: Man, that is so well said. And I don't want to speak for you. But I, I do think that in when you were playing other players, maybe yourself, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to speak for anybody. Um, it, it was a matter of, okay, if I take take less, or if I go to the Cowboys, mm-hmm. whatever, I'm joining a very right. good team, I have a chance of winning a Super Bowl. And I'm I'm on a team that gives me a big stage, right? Like, I'm the whole world's gonna know who I am. That is that is still true but that isn't specific to the Cowboys anymore. And you're right. Like they do still believe like it's an honor and a privilege to, you know, to touch the Holy star on the way out to the practice field. It's like, no, nobody thinks this anymore. And like, you know, cool. You can have a radio hit every week. You can have like, Every major market in the in, in like NFL cities has radio stations and podcasts and blogs and, and fan bases and social media followings. And, you know, players are going to be famous no matter what. Like Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. is one of the most famous athletes in the world and plays in Kansas City, Missouri. And I'm not right. like, trying to, to, you know, bag on Kansas City, but I mean, it's not this me- mega sports market. And so, you know, you, they like that shine is not what it used to be. And so you can't use that as like a point of leverage when it is meaningless. And you're right. I think they, they try to do that. I think they try to say, Oh, and like now they have the star, you know, how wonderful the stars, other teams have billion dollar facilities. Like you, like all these things that you had as these advantages, it's an equal playing field now.
0: Yeah. And I think that, I think that that's expectation is that maybe sometimes they come in with this type of uh, swagger. And I think their swagger is more than the, the guys that they're trying to realistically sign, and I think sometimes they want to they want to lowball them, or another team's going to pay them more. Maybe because it may not be in Dallas, maybe it may be in Buffalo or some place like that. But the bottom line, the guys are going to chase the money, right? And especially guys that have in Buffalo. It's a great great example of Von Miller. Yep. Is Buffalo more? Is it are they closer to going to Super Bowl? Than the Dallas Cowboys, hundred
1: percent, and that's and that's oh, because yes. they yeah. play in, in the loaded AFC. But even in spite of that, you know that they have everything, and and now mm-hmm. and and like you're right, the Vaughn thing is really unique in that he has won two Super Bowls. You know, he's not like looking right. for his first. I mean, so he can kind of afford to take some risks at this point, but he still got paid. He gets to play for a rabid <laughs> fan base. Absolutely. Like, okay. I mean, it's um that's a really great point, um, and I want to end there. So, um, it's a depressing point, but it's a good one nonetheless. Um, so, um, okay, uh, prediction time. Uh, but when we record next Tuesday, will the Cowboys have another new signing? So they only have two right now. They have James Washington, who went to the, um, the less cool school in Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, um, and Dante Fowler, obviously, buddies with Dan Quinn. So they have two external free agent signings. Will they have a third by this time next week?
0: Um, they will. <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I had to do like a very, very pregnant pause on that question. Uh, is, it to, is, it a, is it the free agent to your, everyone's liking? Uh, is, it a, is it a home run free agent? Are, are you talking about someone like Bobby Wagner or, or LaVarious Smith? Uh, that's nature. I'm, I hate to say this, but I'm going to say no.
1: Yeah, uh, everybody's um... – And I hate
0: to be – I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I'm not trying to be negative this morning oh by the way how's your ncaa bracket going? speaking of
1: um it's all right i mean like i had i had some of the the upsets but i had in kentucky winning it all so to lose them you know right away was was not very fun but well by the uh, way i
0: appreciate i appreciate because i did not fill out one bracket and appreciate you not sending me the link because man i would have been crushed like everyone else the first week
1: <laughs> you know i threw it together last second for <laughs> Uh, for the site. And it's just, I mean, it's just it, every year it's an exercise in futility. I mean, I don't know why, um, why I put myself, and,
0: think, and it's not like you got anything else on your plate, right? RJ,
1: you know what, Tony, I really don't. I mean, that's and like, man, I cannot, I I'm, I can't believe I have to go buy a car this weekend. I mean, just, you know, it's, it's going to suck. Uh, but, uh, but that's, that's the, back to the your most question.
0: Your, your, your question is, yeah, I think that they'll, man, I wish they would make a push. For um, Bobby Wagner, or even our edge rusher. Uh, the, the Smith, the, you know, the, the former Green Bay Packer. But again, there's a little caveat on, on that also is that he's he's got this back issue and it's like everyone's like, okay, well, you know, how is he? But uh, I hate to make this a long ending, but I'm just all over the place when it comes to that question.
1: No, I'm with um, I, I
0: want to say yes. But I, I don't think it's going to be this, you know, this awestruck decision.
1: No, I like it. I think to stick with the basketball theme, like everybody wants to see like there's nothing like one of those like perfect swishes where it like whips the net. that like, you know, what I'm talking about yeah. like it just like right. it just like whips the net. This is not going to be that. <laughs> this is going to be like one of those three pointers. It's going to like it's going to be a successful basket but it's going to like bounce around the rim, you know what I mean? And circle around and then yeah. just like ultimately fall in and it will still count as points. That's just kind of, but um, it's going to be good times. Um, okay. Tony did this show on the road. So he wins today's MVP. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at TC Casillas. Uh, his Instagram is popping. So make sure you check him out over there. The Tony Casillas show. This man does not sleep people. He's up at 4am every day, pelotoning, grinding. I mean, just, you know, all over the place. So, uh, Tony, thanks uh, for hanging out everybody. Um, and, uh, we'll see you guys next Tuesday. This was the seven five Oh.